So, today, well, this is a Church of England test for you. Uh, last week was Pentecost. What does that make today? Does anyone know? The, all the team who were with me in the morning this morning are like, it's Trinity. I told them this morning that that's what it was. Uh, today is Trinity Sunday, uh, which is the week after Pentecost. And I actually asked the team this morning to pray that um, I didn't say anything heretical. Um, because Trinity Sunday is a moment for heresy, if there ever was one. Um, I'm going to try my best to avoid that for you this morning. Um, it's, the, it's the week after Pentecost, the week after we celebrate the Holy Spirit, the promised Holy Spirit coming and filling the disciples and all those around them and the church being born. That's what we celebrated together last week. And this week is kind of a continuation of that as we think about Trinity um, and the placement of the day where we celebrate Trinity Sunday is really important and it's really helpful. Um, so after the sending of the sun, we've done Christmas and we've done Easter. And after the sending of the spirit, you know, we've done the ascension and Pentecost. Now, today, we get to reflect on who this God really is. At Trinity, we continue our celebration of the Holy Spirit by acknowledging and celebrating God in God's full Trinitarian nature. So today, hopefully every day, but today is a celebration of who God really is in all of God's Trinitarian fullness. Um, and you'll be glad to know that I'm not going to give you a lecture on the mechanics of the Trinity this morning. Um, obviously, I could do that, um, but I have chosen not to. Uh, no, I, I'm not that... We can get a bit tangled up with the Trinity, can't we? And we can uh, sort of try and get underneath it and get on top of it and try and unpack it a bit. But actually, I want us to remain with that attitude, uh, like I've just said this morning, that today, Trinity Sunday, is an opportunity for all of us to celebrate in fullness who God really is. And not only that, but we have the privilege of understanding a little bit about who God is and therefore a lot about who we are what our identity is. And I pray for us as we start. God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we praise you this morning. We praise you that you are a good God who loves us. And God, in all of your mystery, we thank you that we can grasp you because you gave us the gift of Jesus. And you gave us the Holy Spirit to reveal Jesus to us. So Holy Spirit, would you do that this morning? Would you reveal again who you are to us? Help us to remember who we are in you, we pray. Amen. So when we turn ourselves, when we kind of commit ourselves towards knowing a little bit or trying to know who God is, we start to have an understanding of who we are and what we're doing and what the purposes are behind what we're doing. You'll notice that when we baptise, we baptise in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. And we're affirming together in that moment these incredible, what's called creedal statements, statements about the creeds of what we believe. That's, this is what we've all just affirmed together. 
Do you believe and trust in God, the Father who made the world? Do you believe and trust in his Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us and rose again? And do you believe and trust in his Holy Spirit who gives life to the people of God? We've all just confirmed and affirmed together that we believe and trust in the God who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And what we're saying in those statements is, we believe and trust that we are people who are created by God, who are saved by God, and who are given life by God. Now we have to be careful here um, about assigning, it's very easy for us to be like, oh well God the Father is the one that does that, God the Son is the one that does that, and God the Spirit is the one that does that. And I want to avoid assigning set roles to the person of the Trinity too strongly because if we do that, we kind of miss out on the fullness of what it means to worship a God who is truly three in one, who isn't three things that does three separate things, but who is a God who acts in many different ways in the fullness of who he is. I can give you a good example of that, hopefully, as we go through. So the first thing that we've affirmed together this morning is that we believe and trust that we are people who were and are created in God. The God who made the world, the God who made everything, the God who made the universe and the stars and everything in, in everything we can comprehend. Everything is made by God. That's what we've confirmed together this morning. And we read that, don't we, in scripture. At the beginning of time, the, the first verses of the Bible say, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Already, right at the very beginning of the history of everything, we can see this God who is creator and who is spirit hovering over the waters. And then later on in scripture, right at the beginning of John 1, we read that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning and through him all things were made. So if you sort of tie all of that together for a moment, you piece all of that together into one picture of this creator God that we worship. We have this whole Trinitarian God who was there at the beginning of creation. God the Father, the Spirit brooding over the waters, and the Word, which is Jesus, speaking into being this incredible world that we get to call home. This creative God who is dynamic in his very being, even between himself, there is dynamism in God, is creating. He can't help himself but to create, and that's what we see in the story of creation. And the most incredible thing about that, that we even get to dare to say, is that we are part of that. We are part of this dynamic Trinitarian God working within God's self to create this incredible expanse of our universe outside of time and space. All of a sudden, we find ourselves within that what an incredible thing for us to comprehend. We find ourselves within the life of a dynamic God that we worship. 
So we're created by God. That's the God that we worship and that we know, the creator God. And our identity in that is that we are people who are created by God. That's what we affirm together. The second thing that we affirmed together this morning is that we are people who believe and trust that we are saved by God. And there's sort of no greater picture really of that than a baptism. You know, in the waters of baptism, we're celebrating and symbolizing not just that somebody is going from unclean to clean, but that somebody is going from dead to alive. That's what we're celebrating together when we go into the waters of baptism. And in fact, they used to, and I've, I've seen it done in other places, but they used to, back in the time of John the Baptist, when they were baptizing, often what they would do as, uh, to symbolize this uh, sort of death to life thing is that they would, um, as they, I don't know how they did this without anyone drowning, but as they um, plunged the person down into the river, they would wrap them in like a white robe so that when they came back up out of the water, they were in this clean, white robe, sort of symbolizing death to life. They'd come back to life. And that's the symbol that we find ourselves seeing when we baptize. We talk about it, don't we, as well, in the things that we affirm. We're affirming um, sort of rejection of sin and rejection of evil, repentance of the things that we've done wrong, and a turning from um, bad to good, a turning from death to life. It's an amazing picture. And like I said, when I was uh, sort of explaining a little bit about why we do baptism, it's not something that we need to keep doing or that we need to ongoingly do, but rather it's a symbol that we get to cling to as people who've been baptized and that the church gets to cling to, to help us to remember and understand that each of us when we turn ourselves towards Christ, find ourselves living in the fullness of who he is in life, having turned away from the things that cause separation and death into the fullness of life. So we've affirmed this morning we're people who are created by God, we're people who are saved by him, uh, fully alive in the life of God through Jesus' death and his resurrection. And thirdly, we are people who are given life by God through the Holy Spirit. And actually all of the, these three things that we've just affirmed are all about being given life, aren't they? You know, we've been given life at our creation. We've been given life at our salvation. And the Holy Spirit ongoingly gives us life each day uh, as we seek to follow him and as he empowers us. Life in the Holy Spirit, life filled with the Spirit uh, in community with one another uh, looks like abundant life because the Holy Spirit's job is to point us all back to Jesus, to reveal ongoingly Jesus to us and to be the power of Jesus that works in us and through us as we minister to other people. It's the Holy Spirit that enables each of us each day to live in this unbelievable reality that we are people who are created and saved by Almighty God. When we can't pray, the Holy Spirit gives us the words we need to pray. And when we don't know how to worship, the Holy Spirit empowers us and enables us to worship despite our circumstances. 
and when we come to the scriptures and we're trying to figure out what it means and we're trying to understand more of who Jesus is and how we apply that to our lives, the Holy Spirit reveals Jesus to us in his word. All of this, all of this following Jesus stuff is impossible without the power of the Spirit that fills us and gives us this abundant life. And what an amazing thing that we get to affirm together, that we have affirmed already together this morning, is that we believe and trust that we are a people who are given life by God, the Holy Spirit. Anybody the band want to come and join me? I wanted to finish uh, by reminding us of, uh, given that we've had baptisms this morning, that incredible Trinitarian moment in the Gospels where Jesus is baptised. This is Matthew 3. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptised by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptised by you, and do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this, to fulfil all righteousness. And then John consented. And as soon as Jesus was baptised, he went up out of the water. And at that moment, heaven was opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. This is the most amazing moment, one incredible moment in scripture where we can see all at the same time at work, God the Father, who is pleased with his son. The son who is beginning to step into his earthly ministry as he heads towards the cross, fulfilling all righteousness is what he says. And the spirit of God descending like a dove, showing himself to be present Affirming and confirming and celebrating this incredible moment, the fullness of God, three in one, Father, Spirit, and Son. And so today, together, we get to celebrate the identity of our God, who our God really is, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the God who creates, the God who saves, and the God who ongoingly each day gives us life in abundance in him. And on top of that too, we get to remember that it's not just his identity, but it's our identity too. We get to understand our identity in a whole new way. We are created, we are saved, and we are given life by the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Why don't we stand together? I want to take some time to, to pray and to respond. You know, often we can uh, get distracted or get concerned, but when we invite the Holy Spirit to come work in us we need him to come and do something uh, dramatic or make us do something dramatic in order for him to have moved in us but I actually think a lot of the time the spirit is God the spirit of God is is gently working in and through us 
healing us. He's changing us. He's continually pointing us back to Christ. Continually reminding us of who Jesus is and who we are in him. What an amazing thing. So before we even do anything else, why don't we just spend a moment just waiting just allowing space for the Holy Spirit to do what the Holy Spirit always does which is to remind us of who Jesus is and who we are in Jesus we pray the ancient prayer of the church come Holy Spirit worship you this morning. Jesus, we believe and trust that you are a good father who is pleased with us and who has created us. We believe and trust that came to earth in the person of Jesus to show us what it looks like to be a person of love and sacrifice. That you are a God who didn't leave us on our own, but who came and gave yourself. And we believe and trust this morning, Holy Spirit, that you sustain us Help us to worship. You help us to pray. Thank you, Lord God, that we are wrapped up, called into this incredible dynamic life that is within you, God, the fullness of you. God as we celebrate his identity this morning and who we are in him. I encourage you if you'd like to be prayed for for anything we would love to stand with you in that so do just come and uh, stand under the gallery here on my left your right we'd love to pray with you. Otherwise let's just continue in this attitude of receiving the Holy Spirit allowing him to reveal Jesus to us again so that we can remember who we are in him as we worship this incredible God.